bloke could have enough venom in one bite to kill a hundred blokes my size. Look at the coloration. Beautiful coloration. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa. Settle down, mate. Yo, you wouldn't want to take a whack off a snake this size. Well, I have a few irrational fears, as I know I think everyone does. I'm a little bit claustrophobic. Giant spiders scare me, but not little ones. I don't like swimming where I can't see the bottom. And then there are snakes. I mean, the idea of a snake bite is terrifying, especially since treatment can be so limited. In fact, more than 100,000 people are killed every year because of a snake bite. So it's a good thing that our next guest has been working on fixing this. Dr. Stephen Hall is a snake bite expert and a lecturer in pharmacology at Lancaster University and joins us now. Thank you for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely pleasure to be here. Now, are you one of those people who just like loves snakes? Yes. That, that that's literally the only reason I even got into this field was uh, my PhD was actually in uh, breast cancer uh, uh, work. And pretty much I wanted to switch to something that was more niche, I guess we can say, um, and kind of feed that childhood interest I always had in snakes. But yeah, I just I just love them. Okay. It's as simple as that. Why? <laughs> what do you love about them? <laughs> it's uh, I. Uh, I think it's honestly just the fact that I think they're gorgeous. Like, I just think they're pretty. They are such amazing creatures. Like, since I was a kid, just the fact that I was like, here's this legless creature that is so successful evolutionarily that it's just amazing that they've they've become what they are. And on top of that, then you've got the venom side of it as well, which is absolutely fascinating that these creatures have evolved over, you know, literally millions and millions of years. These absolutely lethal cocktails of toxins that can, you know, injure and maim and kill, uh, mostly for prey, but also obviously can hurt humans as well. I just think they're really just fascinating creatures. So what is, why has it taken us to this point then, Dr. Hall, where we have so much trouble um, like curing people of a snake bite that it still causes us so many problems? So the real answer for that is that ultimately there unfortunately hasn't been much interest in developing a treatment for it commercially because it's just uh, ultimately the, the profit motive for snake bite is, you know, there's not really going to be much profit to be made uh, because the unfortunate reality is that most people that do get bitten by snakes are people who are impoverished, people that, uh, you know, live in very poor countries, really poor areas of countries. Um, and unfortunately, the, you know, modern medicine hasn't really caught up because a lot of companies just don't ultimately they you know they don't I, I don't want to sound mean to them but like they just don't really care and so they just don't really work on it on top of that uh the current treat mainstay treatment for for snake bite anti-venom i'm sure you know probably pretty much all of your listeners have at least heard about anti-venom um and it's somewhat effective depending on the snake bite depending on how quickly you get it and you know there's a whole host of issues but it's far from perfect um, but better than nothing. But realistically, the way antivenom is created is kind of, it's, it's pretty similar to when it was first invented back in, I believe it was like the 1890s. Um, and just no real massive advances have been made in over a century in snake bite treatment. Okay, so then why, I guess? I mean, it still is something that affects an awful lot of people. Is it just that there wasn't enough money in it in the past? Pretty much. And especially with antivenom, it's incredibly expensive to make, uh, very labor intensive. Um, and so realistically, the, the, the few handful of companies that would do at least a little bit of antivenom work, uh, a lot of the time it would almost be done for like, you know, 
not quite philanthropic means, but you know, almost like making just enough money to kind of make it uh, uh, sustainable. Um, but yeah, just incredibly expensive to make. And so because of that, and because again, it was typically sold to places where people just didn't have, you know, tons and tons of, of cash to pay for it. Um, ultimately, there wasn't just a lot of, of, you know, let's say market interest in mm-hmm. developing it any further. So then what is your approach? How is it different? So what I really want to do, and, and I should say we, because I'm, I'm certainly not the only one doing this. Uh, a lot of people from my old group back at the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine um, have been working on looking at small molecule drugs rather than antivenoms for the treatment of snake bites. So antivenoms, they're, you know, uh, composed of antibodies, so pretty much really, really large biomolecules that have a lot of unique properties and can be beneficial in some cases. But there's other th- issues that um, exist with, with antivenom and that you know, antibodies are, they're huge. They have to be injected intravenously. You can't take it as like an oral tablet. Um, you need to have, and because of that, you need to, you know, go to a, a doctor's office or, or some sort of medical clinic to have it administered. It has to be kept cold. So just having to keep antivenom on the cold chain, which you can imagine if you're in the you know, middle of a 45 degree day in rural Kenya or something, that can be very, very difficult to, to have. So by looking at small molecule drugs, um, they can be a lot more you know, stable than, than antivenom. Um, they can also be a lot more, um, they can be administered a lot of different ways. So you could potentially create like an oral tablet that maybe could be used in uh, just in the field or, or some sort of topical treatment that could be used to inject the drug, drugs exactly where the snake bite happened. Um, and so, and on top of that too, at least, well, at least in theory, um, drugs can potentially be a lot cheaper to produce as well um, than these than, than traditional antivenoms, which at least hopefully in the long term would result in the the treatment for these patients being just a lot more affordable and ultimately mm-hmm. less of a uh, burden on them. So even if they survive, they're not in debt the rest of their lives. Okay, so um, how far are you from making this a reality so that it could be more commonly used? The, realistically, it's still, I would guess, at least, you know, probably at least a decade or two away because ultimately drug really? research takes, oh, drug research takes forever. It is, uh, so for example, to go, to create a brand new drug, um, a lot of people might already know the stat, but it costs between one and two billion dollars to create a drug, or you can use a repurposed drug, which is something we've looked at a lot, which is pretty much repurposing a currently used drug for just a new purpose. So for example, when aspirin was, was repurposed to be used for people with high blood pressure, um, that was a repurposing of the currently available drug already known to be safe. And those types of drugs, you can usually get the cost down to maybe 40 to $80 million, which obviously is still high numbers, but in comparison, isn't that bad. But there's just so many steps along the way to, to test these drugs, um, you know, before, uh, preclinically, so like in, you know, cell models, animal models, eventually in the clinical models, actually in people to really prove that not only are they effective, but they're also completely safe. And, you know, you're not going to cause more harm than than what you're helping. Um, and because of that, it just ultimately takes a long time. And uh, but that being said, like we've got some really, really fantastic uh, data thus far where we've seen some incredible results at uh, the efficacy of some of these small molecule drugs that uh, can inhibit the venoms from a wide range of, of snake species. So um, in one recent study of mine, I was looking at two drugs um, put together. So there's a drug called uh, Verespletib. Um, that's a fantastic one that blocks a certain superfamily of, mm-hmm. of toxins. 
Um, and then two other drugs I've worked called DMPS and Marimostat, pretty much they target a different toxin family. And the short version is that by combining these two types of drugs together, we practically completely inhibited uh, you know, the necrotic activity, so like that tissue damaging and destructive ability of certain snake venom um, from snakes found in, uh, you know, Western Africa, in right. uh, Southern Africa, in, um, in the Americas, you know, totally different snakes, totally different venom profiles, yet the same drug combination was very effective. And so hmm. that's very promising because if we can create something that's effective, you know, you know, best case scenario around the world, then, I mean, that would be... That's ideal. Revolutionary. That, yeah, It'd that is great. Amazing. Now, I know you said you love snakes. Do you have some? Do you have pet snakes? Are you one of those people, Dr. Hall? I want one, but I don't have <laughs> one yet. So I always wanted one as a kid, and my mom never let me, which, you know, was a little disappointing. Um, and pretty much when I moved to the UK, I uh, I was looking at them. There's actually a pet shop, like a reptile store, literally like a five-minute walk from me, and I started looking at their ball pythons. I was like, oh, man, I want to get one of these. Um, but then my wife and I decided to have a kid instead. And I was like, well, I should probably kid. be responsible. Yeah. And, you know, maybe That's... focus on the kid and worry about a snake. Hey, adulting you know, is hard. Adulting, adulting is, is hard. Really Those hard. choices oh, are really hard to make. Doctor, the, <laughs> the real life parts of adulting, it's, it's, it's tough. It is tough. I know these choices that you make, snake, <laughs> kid. Uh, listen, Dr. Hall, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Stephen Hall, snake bite expert, as you heard, and lecturer in pharmacology at Lancaster University.